I refuse to drink on planes. What? Wait, really? Yeah, it's just instant hangover. Yeah. No. It's the best part. It's the best part. Yeah. <laughs> being hungover on the flight. And then not being able to sleep for yeah. 10 more hours. That's yeah. traveling. Yep. That's why I'm always late for yeah. every flight. New for 96. With your hosts, Kevin McCauley and Chris Wynn. If I sit back and speak louder, yeah. No, you're okay. Okay. Yeah. Just remember to like really close. Orbit the microphone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, really... that works. Yeah. yeah. See. You sound good. You've got a better voice for this than any of us. Yeah. Got that. That. That bass. Love to orbit the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Orbiting the mic does sound like an activity, okay. and for the bedroom. Nope. Should we start the show? Uh, I guess. Let's get it going. All right. Welcome to another episode of New, New for 96. 96. From the top. Let's do that again. Yeah. Can I partake? Or yeah. Yeah. Please. You could you could partake or you could spit take because you were taking a sip on the last one. I was hoping maybe we were going to well, like across the, these spit across the table. These are in fact very absorbent. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so this is an episode of New, New for 96. 96. Oh, good one. Yeah. We harmonized. One of us. We did. Yeah, we did actually go off the charts a little bit there. We No, we harmonized. Okay. Tamp the enthusiasm. Like, okay. less mirth. And then, okay. Yeah. He was the enthusiastic yeah. one. I, I was. Very, yeah. yeah. You're only getting one of those out of me. Yeah. And Oh, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, we have a guest tonight uh, on this episode. Repeat guest, uh, Daniel Sloan. Daniel, hello. Hello. Hello, Daniel. Chris and Kevin. Yeah, welcome it's back. It's really great to be to here. To Houston. In your studio. Yeah. Your I dedicated can't... podcast studio. Thank yep. you for uh, flying all the way down here just for this. We like to keep it sweltering it's an in honor. here. an yeah. honor. To remind you of where you are. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, I, I love that you have your thermostat set to 84 degrees. Is... Why do you think we call this new for 96? That's what he keeps the temperature at. It is set for 80, and that is to... Seriously? No, it's set to 76. That's basically that's, 80. That's how I set mine. See, 76 is pretty in cold. Mine is not 72. All hell breaks loose. Okay, 72 is like the sleep like temperature when yes, I'm underneath I said it a bunch of blankets. Yeah. yeah. But like a bunch of blankets. So otherwise, you know, I can see my breath. <laughs> it's just too much. So you have to convert your system to R12. And yeah. then it, yeah. it'll yeah. be... Yeah, Dan- actually, no, in my Daniel. house, that's actually true. Like, in my house, like, if one component of my AC breaks, I will have to replace the entire, like, everything. Because it was, like, made in 1942 and still uses, like, asbestos somehow. Some, I mean, it was all in, like, 2000, but it uses asbestos somehow. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Daniel was just uh, noting in the Celsius, which is still R12, uh, that it's, like, it wasn't even set. It was set at, like, 22. 22 Celsius, which... Yeah. Is over 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. I don't remember the it exact number. It was very frigid, uh, yeah. which is good because the rear AC doesn't work, which is very sad. Well, it felt really cold, even yeah. in the back with the, you know, the seat massagers on. Oh, my and, God. Yeah. yeah. Did you also put on the heated seat in the back <laughs> while also being cooled? But I, I love doing that, actually. It's a I didn't very do that enjoyable today. sensation. Yeah, I didn't do that today, but I did do that last weekend um, driving... From the Oregon coast back to Portland. Yeah. It was, you know, the sun was close to setting, so it was cooling off. Yeah. But 
if you just turn the heated seats on and put the top down, it's kind of like putting the air conditioner on. Yeah, yeah. So mm. I like a good mixed sensation like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> you yes. have never done that before? Like when it's cold out, have the heat on and then crack a window just a little bit? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's actually what the air mixture uh, knob is for on some cars, like the BMW. Like your right. your multiple BMWs There's all the, have the air mixture. Right, the, you can have a cold, a cold 72, 72 or, or a warm 72. 72. Yeah, and I always, between seasons, sometimes I'll forget to like flip it, and it would just be like frustrating until i realize that like i have it on heat but it's 100 mm-hmm. degrees outside whenever i think of the warm of the the knob the air mixture knob i like i always picture daniel in the driver's seat shivering and then turning it from cold 72 to warm <laughs> 72 and then feeling better like oh that's better like that's how i imagine it in my head because i've seen that happen but i kind of exaggerated no. um over time but it's true it's it real is. it yeah. is that's that's how it works yeah that it is. just it just uh, i think it just opens the or closes the flap or valve that allows the heater core. Yeah, it air. closes like the HVAC sphincter. That right. Really, okay. Let's, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, stop that right there. Daniel yeah. is visiting, and this is last time I had a very grand intro for Daniel this time. Less so, because our audience knows him. Uh, but but Daniel, this is, we, we have done six road trips. We just finished our sixth road trip together. That's you, right, that, and and two we've done two since <laughs> the last time I was on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we've done two road trips in the last three months. And yeah, somewhat redundant road trips. As uh, well. one could argue a redundant road trip would be in the same car, and these were all in different cars. They were all new That's cars, true. just from the exact same starting point. The exact same, literally <laughs> Denver same. to Portland twice, yeah, right. and both in E forty sixes. Both in E forty sixes, but both Powered very by different. S54s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we did, uh, as we talked about, our listeners will know, we talked about a couple months ago, I did the uh, M3, it was the M3 swapped E46 wagon with all-wheel drive, we drove that, the car was black, Uh, we (laughs) drove it to Portland, and we went, and it was still snowing in March-ish, so we we took a more southern route through Utah. You kept calling it Oriental Blue, and I kept having to correct you because it was offensive to me. I was trying to be offensive to Chris. Yeah. And then uh, just a couple, I mean, a month ago, right? I think it was a month ago. We, it was, yes. We drove your new Phoenix Yellow M3. And I have, we, I wanted to save it for when you were here, but we already talked about it uh, a bit, but I would love to hear your opinion about it. But also I wanted to say that is probably my favorite of your cars. Yeah. Because well, oh, wow. why don't we do this? Just, it's, it's so perfect. Yeah, instead of re- redoing an intro for uh, the podcast, uh, what did you go through your garage? Like, how's the garage doing? Like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I can from do that. the top, from the top, I'll, I'll go from the, the top roof, of the garage, from the roof, yeah, yeah, all the to floors, to the pavement. All right, so the tallest car I have <laughs> is uh, even sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> even when even when the suspension has collapsed on itself, uh, it's a Land Rover LR3 2005 silver on black. Way too many miles. Um, done way too many repairs on it for how many miles I've driven it. But there's that. And then I suppose the... Oh, that was such a 
That was an aggressive. Mm. It was crisp. Crisp. Very crisp. So there's, yeah, there's the LR3, and then the next tallest car is probably my E46 wagon with the S54 swap because I've had my very, very patient mechanic custom build the coilover suspension to actually raise it above the stock 325XI ride height. Is he the patient one? (laughs) We're both patient. Okay. Um, But in in the sense that he's open to my ideas for what the car could be or should be, he's very patient. And he's also expressed excitement about it and... Well, because yeah. when we when we went to look at it, we went to get it. Right. We got back in Portland, skipping the end of our last road trip. We got into Portland in the yellow car, pulled into the driveway, and he emails you and says the car's ready. Right. Come come get it. And so it was a Saturday, so we go and we get the car, and we're there. He summons you to concern concern the bookkeeping, I think, <laughs> with the payments, <laughs> and you're like, just wait here, and then you go into an office for. 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're writing the checks, I don't know if he's the patient one, but I mean, all, yeah. bless all of you involved. Yeah, well, the, the great thing about him, and I'll, I'll just give him an endorsement, ROM Innovations, M3 race car builder ah. extraordinaire, Are they also a service shop. The Bavarian shop in uh, Portland? There are a few, but ROM has been... He's where I've taken my probably lowest car, the <laughs> the E46 M3 convertible. Yeah, is I've that... taken it there for seven years now. Yeah, is it lowered? It's lowered a little bit. It's okay. on Dynan Springs. Okay. And yeah. Is that how that's pronounced? Dynan. Yeah. I hope so. Okay. <laughs> well, it's on the record now. Yeah. I have to ask. Is Dinan is the stereo, I believe. Yes, Dinan, Dinan, Denon. Dinan. Yeah, I've I've heard some people say Dinan, but Dinan is what I've always said. Is Rahm Emanuel more relaxed as a car mechanic than he was as chief of staff to President Obama? <laughs> isn't isn't he also the was the mayor of he Chicago? He was the mayor of Chicago. Is still the mayor of Chicago? Either I way, resigned, I think he's or, slightly disgraced. He might yeah. be, it's hard to say. Yeah, so he now that he has his own car shop, he's I think he's settled down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, so despite the fact that that Rom Innovations has had my S fifty four swapped wagon for several weeks. Is that's it there now? It lightly, it's there now. Okay. Yeah. Um he's been really gracious with with how he builds the work because you know, custom building a suspension can take yeah. many, many, many hours. And, right. And he's not charging me for the number of hours it takes to fabricate the, the you know, the strut um, reinforcement yeah. plates yeah. and um, CNC the other pieces and do all the alignment and adjustments and that kind of thing. So yeah. it's it's really like, about the amount of labor that one would that a shop would charge for installing a new oh wow suspension and the nice. work is really top notch because the exhaust looked good and the uh, yeah. the skid plate you know just the obvious yeah, he, things you could see look really really good right right and he so he custom fabricated a skid plate mm-hmm. that is mounted into the 
front bumper itself. So it's no longer connected to the splitter. Mm -hmm. And it's going straight into the bumper. So it's extremely sturdy. Oh, oh wow. Nice. And he also... Why did he want to revise that? Like, after I got it back, when, when you helped me pick it up, Kevin... Um, and I drove it for, I drove it for a few days and I just, I was like, this is way too loud. Yeah. It's just it way sounded too loud. so good though. It sounds good at full throttle, but under normal driving, yeah. it's just so, so much drone. Slightly, yeah. So, um, I, you know, I took it back and he, he said, I agree. I think it's too loud, but I wanted your feedback first. And, and then, and he reworked it. And last week I drove it and it sounded much 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 better so yeah how did he do that because i know that the work the issue was the wheel well for the spare tire in the wagon was what was what prevented like an m3 exhaust from going on right so the m3 e46 m3 muffler is really large and it's relatively free flowing as well so mm. the exhaust setup i have on my m3 convertible retains the stock muffler mm -hmm just so because it does a really good job of making sure it's not too loud yeah yeah but that isn't possible on a normal e46 and the stock e46 muffler is too restrictive so you have to go to aftermarket solutions and um i off the top of my head right now i actually don't recall exactly how he resolved the the extra noise okay but i think it was some you know a different kind of resonator okay. in the middle yeah, that cool. that helped so so would yeah. you ever consider cutting out the wheel well or let me say the uh, spare tire well so i i've thought about that because when you see a properly built e46 m3 touring where people change the body panels mm. and have a custom rear bumper made and a custom hood made with the hood bulge you know, the, yeah. the M3 hood bulge, it looks amazing. Yeah. But the reality is that's probably hundreds of hours yeah. of body yeah. shop work. Quite a bit of custom fabrication. And for something that you want, I would like to get this out there. Like, it's not like you're like, I'm too cheap to do that. It's like, you want this car to be used and thrashed yeah. and gravel we should and, say that and stuff flying up. Like, yeah, it's like, the, it'd be, it would be a waste to like put money into paint and body yeah. when you don't have to when it's just going to get torn up and we right. should rewind it to say that the intention of this build is to use it as like a go fast off-roader of sorts right so when i purchased it again this is an all-wheel drive s54 swap wagon for some reason the previous owner if they installed the coilovers or the or the person who built the car installed the coilovers i'm not sure who did it but yeah the car was basically slammed. Like it, it was, was all the way down on the coils, yeah. super, super low, which uh, other than in addition to distorting the geometry of the CV joints, yeah. just doesn't make sense for an all-wheel drive car. Like right. why do an S54 swap to an all-wheel drive car if you're just going to slam it? Yeah, it's not an Audi, so. Right, it's not, yeah, exactly. So my very first thought from the moment that I even considered buying the car was this would be an amazing rally style build yeah. where I could drive it through Oregon. And um, I might've even mentioned this a year ago, but Oregon has more forest road than any other state in the country. 
has oh, really? 70,000 miles of forest road. Wow. And almost all of that is unpaved. So I probably mentioned that in reference to the Land Rover. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but the Land Rover is not very fast. And there are a lot of really, really cool roads yeah. throughout the state that would be really fun in a slightly lifted E46 that's yeah. fast. Yeah. So. so do you foresee ever replacing the Land Rover with this car or do they each serve a need? I think they serve distinct purposes because ultimately the Land Rover has real four-wheel drive mm. and four-wheel low and much more ground clearance. Yeah. So if I can regain trust in that vehicle <laughs> to actually take it into the middle of nowhere, I think that's the right vehicle for mm. that. They technically could go down a lot of the same roads, but I yeah. just envision using them in a different way. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's go through your other vehicles. Yeah. So the two I haven't mentioned yet, well, there's the Phoenix Yellow E46 M3 Coupe, and that's the newest one in the fleet. And there's a 99 E38 740i Sport. Mm. Shorty 40. The Sporty Shorty. Sporty Shorty. Sporty Shorty 40. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is also nice. It's anthracite. <laughs> yeah, anthracite over black. It's I think it's the best color for the E38. It has the M parallel wheels. Actual sport package. So it has... Uh, it, what is the difference, actually? It's seats, steering wheel? Seats, suspension. Um, so the mine... Mine is before the M Sport mm. version came out. That was in the the um, LCI version, like 2000 and 2001. There okay. was the M Sport, yeah. And I believe those had the, you know, the M Sport wheel that you yeah. that you know from an E46 M3 or or an E39 M5. Yeah, and it had a a 315 final drive. Okay. ratio so a little sportier i didn't know there was differential a differential ratio yeah. okay hmm. yeah so mine mine is the the mid lci version where which has the sport features from the first few years yeah. what's sorry i we have what's to, lci we're adding i like that we're adding mid lci too i didn't know that was a thing yeah so lci uh for those who aren't aware and everyone may be aware stands for life cycle impulse oh god and the the impulsive BMW of nineteen ninety-nine <laughs> had the wise idea of only partially updating the E thirty-eight for that yeah. model year. So if you look at my car, it has the it doesn't have the perfectly rectangular headlights that you see in the early E thirty-eight. It has the updated, the little circular, you know, scoops yeah. under each headlight. Um, however, it has halogen headlights. It doesn't have HIDs, oh, really? unfortunately. Yeah. It also has the non-body color matching side skirts and, you know, front mm -hmm. lower valence, valence and rear valence, uh, which I like. I like the contrast. Yeah. And it, it makes the car look a lot more hot slim. and sporty yeah. and, and yeah. slim. Um, and and then interior wise, it came with a normal 
four spoke steering wheel. It's so the, I, I swapped the steering wheel to the sport wheel. Oh, to the like, it's like the three spoke, but it has like a massive the bad like the, the bad M, like the M five wheel. Yeah, it's the the M. So like after basically the the main difference in terms of wheel compatibility, and then we should definitely change the subject. <laughs> no, let's dig deeper. Yeah, the whether the airbag is single stage or dual stage so the the actual steering wheels themselves don't physically fit onto the spline yeah and the like the way the airbag connects is different yeah so unfortunately i could not put an e46 m3 steering wheel on my 740 which i would have done because i think that's the best steering wheel that's ever been made it's a good steering wheel. Yeah. Fine looking yeah, steering wheel. Good. <laughs> uh, but um, what do you think the first LCI was? Do you think it was like a 2002, like well, the square around you? Yeah, I mean, that's that happened. I'm sure models before that maybe had. I wonder when the term was introduced, this horrible cynical term. <laughs> I think it was. Me. I think it was in the 2000s. Uh, maybe. That's my guess. I mean, I guess you With think it's e- retroactively applied to the '90s. We retroactively applied. No, I, I think, I don't know. We're gonna revisit well, this. Well, we, yeah, yeah, we did look up the Wikipedia article, didn't we? And it seemed I, to be a generic term, even. Mm, yeah, maybe. We'll the, see. Depending we get, on the capitalization. Are we gonna get back to dirigibles now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, so you just took your E38 on a road trip to Salt Lake City. Yeah. So how was it? It was the longest drive you've done in the car. Definitely. Yeah, it was it was fifteen hundred miles in three days. Wow. And seven hundred and fifty of those were in one day on the return in, in ten hours. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. Hmm. I aspire for the V twelve swap. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was it was a, a real pleasure to drive and it's just so the the only noise you hear even at 90 or 100 miles per hour is just the air hitting Whooshing. the side mirrors yeah. wow. and, and the various seams of the car it's just so smooth and so quiet that you don't get fatigued when you're yeah. driving it so you can just drive 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 i don't want to the last good looking big bodied luxury cars i feel like and that's mm-hmm. i'm probably wrong on that but like in <laughs> this moment what's that i'm willing to agree yeah in this moment I, I cannot think of a car that came out a design that came out afterwards where i would look at it with the same kind of like respect for the design right right and i mean it certainly would didn't come from mercedes and certainly none of the new bmw seven like seven series um yeah. so we'll We'll pin that as the ultimate. Yeah. Uh, I, I was looking at BMW chassis codes, and I always, I always call the like mid two thousand seven series, the late two thousand seven series, the F ten, which was the five series. But I grouped them because they both are <laughs> terrible. Yeah. But um, I found out that it's the F one, which is basically F ten. It's like an anagram for it. So basically, uh, my bias was confirmed once again. It's the first F car. Yeah, mm. so I'm going to interrupt. I have, a, I, mean, I have a little test for you, Daniel. Oh, We're going to play a game. Oh, we are going to play a game. This. No, no, no. <laughs> We're, no, no, this is, this is good. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll field both of you. Well, keep, it, keep it to the ease. Uh, 
We might. We might. Uh, this is a little game. I don't, it's, it's a little bit of a would you rather, but it's called oh, okay. Chassis Choice. Okay. So. I thought you were going to quiz me on the chassis codes. We are going to later. Oh. Yes. We're getting into yes. that. Okay. But we have here's several the, quizzes This is the first tonight. game. This right. is the one I devised. Okay. It's called Chassis Choice. And where we take a car, we take a BMW chassis, mm-hmm. a code number, if you will, and we take that code and we pick a corresponding car that is sold by another car maker that has the same number, the same code, and you pick which one you'd rather have. Okay. So the first one, F12. That is a BMW 2012 plus 6 series convertible or the Ferrari the F12. It's going to be very easy and Shut obvious. up, Chris. <laughs> which would you rather? What's your chassis choice? I'll take the Ferrari in this mm. case. Okay. That's Even fair. though I, I, I think we disagree in this, but yeah, I do. actually like the, the outgoing 6 Series. I like the Especially Grand Coupe. The, Grand Coupe. Mm. the rest of it's a shapeless mess, but the Grand Coupe's yeah, cool. Yeah, the Grand Coupe looks, looks great. Yeah. Okay. Which must be the F13 or something, if the 12 is the convertible. Mm, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Mm. There are no 69 codes. Actually, when I was looking at all the chassis codes, it is like they really try not to like do anything that other cars have done. Yeah. Like they wouldn't do like a G55 or something like anything like that. A direct competitor. So yeah, they wouldn't do that. So uh, we can spine this if you ask me. Anyway, Mm. uh, the next G20. The next chassis choice. G20. Three series. It's also... The An Infinity. Infinity G20. It was the 90s Infinity. Yeah, it was a right. Nissan what is your, Primera. What is your chassis choice? I like that Infinity, but I'd rather have a, a new BMW 3 Series. Wow. Hey, this you is... know what? I'll take the Infinity. I'll get a fucking manual transmission. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this burn. is not going the way I thought it was going to go. This is an explicit yeah. episode. Um, And the final one, Daniel. Your chassis choice between E53 x5 or so this is between the original x5 or the mercedes obviously three liter six cylinder amg coupe or sedan that's why it's called the 53 i saw i saw one of those officially maybe yesterday or the day before for the first time yeah really and i I had and to do a double take. You realized knew, it was a C class, and you said, "Oh, that must have the 5.2." I knew, I knew right. I I knew they had started to do, let's say, mid-level AMG cars. Let's say shitty know, versions of they, AMG cars. They they lop off the zero and yep. they slap yeah. on the AMG badge. But I hadn't seen the 53, mm-hmm. and it just it made me smile or laugh or whatever normal people do when yep. they're amused by something. Yep. Can you just imagine that choice? Like, I'll have the 43, the 53, or the 63. Like, what the price differences must be, like, especially between the first two. And I might be very wrong, but but just go for the better one. Like, especially if you're going to buy that aspirational of a, like, Mm -hmm. trim level, I guess. Yeah, but the top engine also sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Well, then you might as well get the 63, so at least you have the badge, since it's all about the badge on those anyways. Terrible. So what is your, your choice would be the X5? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Well, especially if it can be a a four point 
eight is it can so true I can have as many problems fact, as possible your mechanic yeah. i overheard him rubbing his hands together yep yep <laughs> uh well i, that I just was... also want to note that the e63 is the 2006 series bmw really as well is it it is whoa so the 2007 like the the car after the e38 was the e65 seven series and the e63 is the six series from that era oh yes well extremely disappointing so you've just nominated another chassis choice oh my god so would you have the e63 mercedes or the e63 BMW 6 Series. If it's the the M6, I'll take the M6. I would Ooh, take, really, I would take the Mercedes. I would take the Mercedes exactly, with the yeah. real 6.2. That is true. They're big. But that M6 was form. also good. Good choices. <laughs> okay choices. Maybe. Okay choices. But they're pretty good. <laughs> okay choices. All what right. is the best E63? That would be the, the 6.2. M- yeah, I know. But oh, there was the Mercedes. like Mercedes. one and a half generations of it. Yeah, there there was yeah there was the two eleven and the two twelve both had sixty threes with the six point two. I guess I would take the two. And there's the wagon version. And there's well. a wagon, which yeah. is very cool. Yeah, I guess I would take that. Yeah. Because, well, but yes. did it come in a manual? No, it did not come but in a manual. You were correct did. with that. Mm, yeah, but then V ten mm, naturally aspirated mm, manual M mm, button. But it looks so you bad. You never hear about the. M6 manuals. No. I mean, you hear oh, you hear the rumblings about so the, uh, the M5 manuals because yeah. it's like there was ten of them or whatever. Am I 10%. wrong in that? Like, there was just always like a particularly type of buyer, a no. particular type of buyer for the M6 instead of like who cares? Because you could have had an M5, who but cares? instead you wanted to be, you know, you want less. You didn't have kids, and no, yeah, you didn't want yeah. Anyways, whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, on to the next. So you were recently at Radwood, Seattle. This is That's your... That's right, yeah. Radwood, second? Pacific Northwest, specifically. Yeah, this is your second Radwood. Second Radwood. The, I think it's hard to top the setting of the Austin really? Radwood. Just being okay. on a track. Yeah, and not having, a parking lot. Not yeah. a parking lot and having a flowing landscape yeah it was really cool it's really cool it's a cool setting um radwood northwest was also great it was it was at the lemay car Mm -hmm. museum which is a a great Mm -hmm. museum in tacoma washington um in terms of like the balance between royalty and and non-royalty it was the royalty was on a grass field closer to the museum and the non-royalty was in a parking lot for the museum okay just a little farther away (laughs) yeah so there the distinction wasn't as clear oh i see um yeah and and there were we probably could have just fit everyone on the grass yeah i think that was like one of the observations i i had were you royalty no definitely not okay I was I was parked next to a oh gosh I can't remember I should look at the photo so I can I can um, 
bring it up. But um, it was a good show, and and I have a lot of friends who live in the Northwest. Yeah, that I've known for ten years. Did they come out to it? Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. A lot of a um, lot of E thirty BMW. Yeah, that's guys. cool. What were the say top five cars that you saw come? Ooh, uh, that Diablo cars. is one through four. <laughs> Yep. That Dia- it was a Diablo like GTR. It was a D- Diablo SV. Yeah, race car. Race car. It was so Whoa. cool with, with like an American, American flag. American flag livery. Oh, I and did see a picture on, of that. It wasn't you know it wasn't on July fourth, but it was a couple weeks after. Yeah, close enough. Yes, July twentieth. Grandfathered so. into July fourth. <laughs> yeah, so that 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 was really cool. Uh, there was also an M1 there, which is also always oh, yeah. fun to see. I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, you know the there there weren't any of the like holy trinity McLaren F1 F40 959 yeah but the M1 that's a first the, the M1 is a first and that's pretty M1 cool i've very never cool. i don't yeah. i might have only seen one at uh the peterson so that's yeah. cool it's out and out and about like so they drove it there or they trailer it there did you see i think they drove it there they but I didn't see specifically. Yeah. But there's a pretty solid BMW community. Yeah, in, totally. In Seattle. And that's where the E30 picnic is. That's right? where, yeah, the E30 picnic is in Tacoma also. And so there, you know, you, there are Alpinas there. And um, I think the thing that stood out most to me was the number of Japanese imports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is expected since you know shipping yeah, to Seattle is yeah. easier than and they're anywhere much else. like there are like a bunch of dealers in Houston. There are a bunch of dealers in Seattle as well. Yeah, and the and there were very few American cars. Yeah, there, which I suppose could also be expected. But a lot of Volvo's. Um, actually, one of the coolest cars for sure was the um, the. Audi, there were two Audi RS2 Avants really? that came two? down, that drove down from, from Alberta. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. In Avis Blue? Something like Nagari. that. Nagare Blue. Nagare. Nagaro Blue. Okay. And then yeah. is it a green one back there? So it's black. Black, yeah. okay. It's I was orient. Not, black. I was not a fan of these. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of these before, but then I learned they have 964 wheels and 964 yes. mirrors. And they're built, so and and they're built, built by Porsche. Like, built by yeah, Porsche. Built, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like when Audi lets someone else do their bidding. You know, uh, I, then it turns out well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I'm looking at the photo of my E38 now parked in the parking lot. Did you did you enjoy showing a car? I I went there really more as a... Spe- oh, you know what? Sorry. Another really, really, really interesting yet apparently terrible car that was there was the Citroen BX4TC. I, okay, oh. wait. No, wait. Before you show it, I bet you it's actually super cool and like 80s, 90s, future retro. It was retro. the Group B car. Absolutely. Yes. It looks really cool because it's <gasps> very... Yeah. It's, the, oh, that's The designer's... Cool had one shape to work with and yeah. that was yeah. rectangle. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's got so, like eight lights in the front. Right. So this is a the Citroen's attempt at entering the group B mm-hmm. world, which yeah. failed spectacularly. Absolutely. So th- this is the homologation yeah. of it. Yeah. They tried to buy and these back. So they, they tried to buy them back to destroy them. <laughs> and apparently twenty one of them survived. And one of them lives in Portland and wow. has 1,200 miles on it. Whoa. And he drove it 
from Portland Whoa. to Tacoma for oh, the that's show. He added did that win with best his in daughter. show? No, no, it didn't. What the hell? The Diablo did. Okay, um, I'm going to have to say this should have won because that's such a cool story. It is a cool story. Cool he and one of 21. 10% uh, to the mileage just right. bring it to the show. Yeah. Right. And I, I asked him, I was like, so like, is it any good to drive? And he was just like, absolutely not. It's terrible. <laughs> like the, it's incredible. The, the suspension is yeah. extremely firm and it's loud and just... Yeah, pretty miserable. And it was also a very bad race car. And it, and it was a bad race car. Like, yeah. what aerodynamics could come from those headlights? Like, <laughs> that is astonishing. Well, luckily, aerodynamics isn't that critical on sure, rally cars. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm scrolling through my photos here. Um, Makes there was an idea. F355 challenge. Yes. Which was cool, because I like F355s a lot. There was an E30 M3 touring two-door what shooting break thing that i believe it's owned by the griot's garage oh yeah it looks really oh, that looks really good something like that um but it has it has an m60 or m62 swap so it's the the v8 like the mid to late 90s BMW V8. Like the 540? Like your yeah, V8? Yeah, like oh. my V8. So, One of your V8s. It's, and it was probably done many years ago when it wasn't feasible to do an S54 or yeah. even an S62 or whatever. Um, but nevertheless, really, really cool. It looks so clean. Car. That's very cool. Um, there was a, one of the um, Mercedes 190E 2.5, 16. Oh, the 2.3? Uh, this one says There's a 2.3. 2. Was there? There's a 2.6. It's like the, Oh, my God. The that's e- so cool. Evo or maybe there's a 2.5. Oh, okay. The Evo 2 would be the rarer one. Yeah. With the good wheels. This has good wheels and a good wing. And oh, oh it yeah. It says 2.5 on the back. So what was, 2. Was, 2. what was yours parked next to? So, yeah. So, all that to say, as I was reminded of what was at the show, to see what I was actually parked next to. Um, I was parked next to a maroon 3000 GT. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, which was, as a kid growing up, when I knew nothing about cars, the 3000 GT was one of my favorite cars. So I um, preferred the Stealth. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. Did Stephanie have a good time? Yeah, Stephanie had a good time. Yeah, she's always very curious about extracting my car knowledge to, yeah, to yeah. learn why things are the way they are. So the thing is like, fun. like the thing I got from Austin or like people, like we tried to get people to come and it seemed like people that sure. people were like, well, I don't have a car to show. It's like, yeah. why would I go if I don't have a car to show? And I'm like, I've only brought a car to one show and I've been to like five Redwoods. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. For me, it's just like being there. Oh, like it's, totally. It's, it's an, just as fun without a car yeah. there. Like, it's not about showing a car. It's about just like walking around it's an experience. and dressing and everything. Yep. Like, yep. Uh, so I don't know how Radwood gets over that hurdle of just come out and have fun for an afternoon, the, if, even if you don't, are not bringing a car. I guess the, the, the hiccup is, or maybe not a hiccup, but the hurdle is that because uh, it's 100% audience participation, uh, that it seems like an audience only event, but yeah, you're right. Um, there will be plenty of cars without your car, you know, like you could just, 
Yeah, you can. You go should definitely go. Just, just go. Yeah, just go. Walk around. Like it really is. Like you could spend a whole day there. I mean, especially if you have an interest in cars. But even if you don't have an interest in cars, like mm-hmm. it's fun because there are probably icons of the era that you recognize and you have feelings about, even as not a car person. I'm not. So. I'm not sure I would recommend it to a non-car person. Because ul- ultimately, fair. you're walking around a parking lot yeah, or a field sure. but it's like, with it's, cars. And you know, if you're looking for something to do in, in the afternoon or something. Yeah. It's like 10 bucks or something to get in. and yeah, It's a spectacle. Don't, don't go, if, if you're not really into cars, don't get there on time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Go toward the end so you're not just... Yeah, take a walk around uh, royalty. Like, take a look at... The cars that your parents might have had, mm. relatives, whatever. Let the memories yeah. flood back, was, and then was there go anything? Uh, was there any kind of like performance thing, like the BMX stuff that we had in Boston and LA? Like, no, I was I was hoping to see something like that, but there was there was a DJ. Okay, I believe he was DJing out of a Jeep Renegade, like a old, oh, that's an cool. old Renegade, not a that's new cool. Renegade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the Honda E. Right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So there's a DJ, but there there weren't any other. Exhibitions. I was hoping, yeah, like I think just the whole museum. You did get access to the LeMay. Oh, that's cool. Car museum with your ticket. Did mm-hmm. the museum participate at all? Did they have anything that they like rolled out? I don't okay. think so. No, actually. I'm just curious because the Peterson had yeah. no participation, even yeah. though it was on their lot, and they had plenty of Radbadera cars. It was just kind of yeah. odd. But the the thing I remember, I think we talked about this with Jordan. It was there like, might have been, been a couple. It would have been cool in Austin if there was like four, like maybe two, but four like DJs where it's like different parts because it was so big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be cool if there was like different music playing in different See, that'd be cool. corners yeah. and stuff. Even if they didn't coordinate it with the cars necessarily with themes, but yeah. it's still just like, oh, like this is this theme in this section and this is this theme. Here, yeah, that would have been very cool, but yeah. maybe that's just future generations, future versions of it. But anyway, all right. So moving on to the next, um, are we getting to the quiz? Why don't we do the quiz? Because okay. I think instead of instead of doing uh, a new four ninety nine uh, game, why don't we do the BMW quiz? We'll do the BMW quiz. So we'll each. We have questions. Yeah, this okay. is all geared towards you. We all already know the answers. <laughs> I feel very special. Yeah. yeah but so, so Daniel, be... you are a BMW enthusiast. Yes. Uh, self-admitted and very apparent. Uh, so we have dug does, up some... Does this BMW hat really... Yeah, <laughs> and the shirt <laughs> and the jacket and the, shirt, uh, and the fanny pack and the, and the stripes shoes. on my socks. Yep, you know. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've selected just some questions. Some are specific. Others are uh, slightly more obscure, uh, okay. and it's a quick quiz. So, yeah. I'll, re- we I'll read switch the first off. one off, and then you you take it from the, you do the next yeah. one. Yeah. Um, okay. So BMW's SMG era <laughs> uh, is over. Yeah. So it's interesting. We can talk about it with finality because there will never be another SMG car. And for the listeners, SMG was a very bad semi-automatic uh, cl- like clutch. 
manual or it was a, it was a sequential manual yeah, gearbox automated clutch gearbox yeah right. so it there was, was a true an manual. actual it was a single clutch yeah automatic shift yeah and if you let off system the brake it would roll in neutral yeah and it uh i didn't realize it started there was like e36 m3s with smg that's right yeah, yeah. last late SMG models one yeah so we have talked about in our discussions on our dreadful texts about non-M cars with SMGs. Right. So we've brought up 6 Series SMG, yep. E46 Coupe SMG. Mm-hmm. What's another non-M BMW oh, that was available with SMG? I Maybe a Z4? I, I don't actually know the answer to this. That's correct. Z4 3.0 was available with SMG, but also the 5 Series. The E60. Yeah. Whoa. According to my sources, there was like 525, 530, 545, and 550 were available. I don't know if they're... In the US? I don't know that much. Wow. Yes. That's surprising. You imagine selecting that as an option. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's weird because the non-M cars all had like a 6-speed SMG that was different from the 7-speed SMG that was on the M cars. Yeah. Yeah. And the E90 never got an smg as far as i right. know no i don't, think I don't so. believe they did but the e60 did yeah 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 that's but it was earlier it was a couple years earlier and it would have overlapped with the, the e46, e46. And the z4 yeah smgs though the engines would have been different yeah so, okay the okay. engines were different but you had to think they were planning on the dct for the 2007 yeah maybe that M3. was the plan uh, long term for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, on to the next. Okay, so not counting uh, LCIs or LED updates, uh, how many E46 taillight styles were there? So you mean between sedan, coupe? Yep. How many different taillight shapes existed You've in the got two. E46 lineup? Well, the sedan and the coupe are different. I think the touring is different. The convertible is the same as the coupe, I think. Then there's the compact, the 46 compact. The convertible is different than the coupe. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So then, then you it would be. You own both. <laughs> I haven't parked their, their caliper next to each other yet. <laughs> um, so I guess five. Ding, ding, ding. You are correct. There are five styles. Although you said the compact and Kevin, hang on. In our notes here. Yes. Compact is in there. Compact is there. Okay. Never mind. Correct. Excellent. You get a point. Actually, I really like the the taillights on the E46 compact. I think the rear looks good. It's the, the front that it's, is. Yeah, everything. Are the, severe. Are the everything rears, else? Are they always like smoked on the rear, or kind of like weirdly Alteza-ish? They are Alteza-ish. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Would did they get an update? I feel like it might have gotten up. Like I feel like when I googled it, I got different results. But it's also like the amount of people that have an E46 compact that put on eBay taillights is probably mm. like we're mm. talking more than fifty percent. Yeah, right. Probably. So all the pictures out there might be sullied. There. Well, they they had similar sport package options okay. and okay. I'm not sure if, if that determined the smokiness of the yeah. taillights but okay but yeah 
Okay, right. this next one is the most like obscure interactive mm. one. I like so, it. Who is the Hoffmeister King named after, and what did he do? Oh God, I was I was gonna say I hope it's a question about '90s and 2000s BMWs. <laughs> the rest of them are <laughs> ish. Uh, I don't remember Hoffmeister's first name, Jack. like like Hen Henrik or or like. I don't know, Alfred or something. I don't know. Um, and I don't, I don't know what he did other than design the the, the rear window. The kink. Kink, which maybe he didn't even do that. Maybe it was just named after him. It was Wilhelm Hofmeister. Wil Wilhelm Hofmeister. BMW design chief, 1955 to 1970. Got it. All right. The next one. A history lesson. I'm going to read the next one. I like this one. All right, all right. Two standard colors on the E46 M3 were more rare than Phoenix Yellow. Can you name one of them? Oxford Green. Yes. Whoa. And standard color. So not Estoril. No. Because that was an individual color in the Correct. Hmm. I don't know. I don't want to delay too much. Thinking about yeah, it. cut it out. <laughs> it was topaz blue because it was a limited number years. That's weird. Is it? Yeah, because didn't they only make it a couple years? It was at least yeah, it was at least two or three years. It was the the blue before Mystic Blue, but I I suppose that could be. True. Yeah. Well, you said name one, so Oxford Green. Yeah, you got the there Oxford go. Green, and that was the rarest, and you Amazing. got it instantly. Yeah. So, and I only know that um, we can we can recut in right here. Yes. I only know that because our friend Crystal has now been actively looking for specifically an Oxford Green. Ooh, that's so cool! Wait, that's so cool. By your uh, encouragement, or she has found this color to be she, appealing. She saw a listing for an Oxford green one for the first time in yeah. her months of searching. Yeah. And so now she's looking. She's looking for a unicorn because she's also looking for SMG, right? I think now that she just started a new lease on a Mazda 3, she's open to a manual. Okay. But... It also increases the price of the yeah. cars that she's looking at. Yeah, I, I think I truly believe out somewhere out there in the world there are really good condition twelve or thirteen thousand dollar M three convertible SMG cars. Yeah, totally. <laughs> all of the ones that either of us have seen in person are just trashed. Totally trashed. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, if you're like an Oxford Green M3 coupe manual is you know in the, the mid twenties yeah. or something at that yeah. point. And so So just find that. all the combinations, all of the boxes that nobody uh wants now and right. you'll find your your combo. Yeah. But Oxford Green over cinnamon interior Ooh. looks really good. Yeah. There was uh, one on that recently, right? A couple Month ago, maybe I don't know. If it had cinnamon, but there was a coupe. Maybe. I think a coupe. Excuse me. 
Uh, Chris, do you have a question or a trivia? I do. Okay, useless trivia time. More. Okay. This yeah. So which model had so many functionality issues that BMW voluntarily doubled the standard warranty to a Kia like 100,000 miles? That's right. I love how much flair you injected into the question. Yeah. Like how much tone you put into it. It's like a game show. Can I get a decade quiz or a clue? Decade clue? Um, yes, this might give it away. Uh, uh, post, it was, it's the last 20 years. Last 20 years. Did it exist after Kia's 10 year, 100,000 miles? We don't know. We don't know. Did it exist after? The Kia notation was just a, a bit of flair yeah. about the $100,000 warranty. Because it's unheard of in any car manufacturer, let alone BMW. Mm -hmm. um, well, my, my first thought is that it would be the E65 7 Series because that would have had the most functionality during a problematic era for BMW, especially mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. iDrive and different you know, diagnostic systems on it board. What was your second guess? The, probably the, well, I, I knew the E60 didn't have that. So. Okay, well, it was the E65. It was the E65. Oh, we wanted to right? say Bengal era, but that yeah, was that would have given it away. <laughs> as a Bengal car. As if you had written the question yourself, because the annotation on that was also like, Primarily because of iDrive issues. Oh, great! Yeah. Well, then you can you can trim <laughs> away all the other. Was it really iDrive issues? It was a lot of it had to do with just like I guess iDrive teething issues. Mm -hmm. So because everything was tied to iDrive. Yeah, so, that was the first first iDrive car, and I I want to say I should probably check this before putting it on the record, but I think in that first iteration of iDrive there were no buttons next to You're the right. toggle. I think it was just like so was enter just or no. the wheel. There like wasn't you, even enter. It was just you could do the input with the push it like down. pressing in. Wow. But all the the quote unquote buttons were on the screen. Yeah. And you didn't even have like the menu. You button had to scroll next to, to the, get to it. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That would be awful. But Man, those owners like really rode that wave out though. Like I'm sure that car had all sorts of problems <laughs> yeah, after. That's, that's why there's still so many around. <laughs> yeah, they were cared for. Lasted that, that long. is funny. I never see any around. Yeah. All right. Uh, extended useless trivia. Escalated number. useless trivia. Yes. What is the internal model designation for the X7 oh. SAV? Yeah. They still use SAV. I know. If it helps, G if it helps, they have they do not use sixty nine in their nomenclature, no matter how much I beg of them. So you can eliminate that number right away. G four twenty. That's correct. Yes. Uh, amazing. <laughs> no, I don't. Know. It's probably like the G O seven or something. It is G O seven. You are correct. <laughs> my God. Yeah. You really got a lot of these. I know deductive just, reasoning they just here. Stick in my head. Unfortunately. Yeah. I'm calling it now. Every H series BMW is gonna like what an unsexy name. H anything is just gonna be like uh, ugh, bad. Man, there's still like plenty of E numbers left. No. Could... Oh, E numbers? Yeah. Yeah, they're not going back. They're not though. going back to I know, e. I know. But I was and with say, the rate of making like fifteen new crossovers a year, they're gonna get through G in really about two and a half years. Is like just a terrible uh foreshadowing though that they 
they have now moved on to letter grouping. So that means that the opportunities are wide for there to be, you know, 10 different designations for each of these model lines. If they don't, as if they didn't already have enough uh, of a weird lineup, it's going to get even weirder. The only time I missed a flight was because of Chris, because <laughs> we had just bought like $48 of the worst uh, whiskey shot at the airport. And I'm like, would you like to make a double? And I'm like, sure. And then I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that makes them each $28 or whatever. And it's yeah. terrible. It is terrible. Um, and we missed our flight. We missed our flight. Not my fault. I mean, by association, <laughs> Ar- maybe. Arguable. Uh, one could argue that it was, in fact, your fault. It was not. We were asked to deboard the plane, and not because of me this time again. Uh, mm. And At least we were asked instead of dragged like off. Like, you went onto the plane. No. And... Nothing he says is true. We, oh. went, we were on the plane. We had to deboard. That is not correct. <laughs> we did. We had to deboard. We didn't get on the plane. The jet didn't way? We? Yeah, we were on the plane. They were like, nah, everyone get off. I'm <laughs> Just because sure. of this one person. Yeah. Oh wait, actually, did, was this the one where it was de- it was delayed? It wasn't because we were late. Oh, we, okay. we it was right. delayed and we deboarded, we de-boarded. And we got a drink and then we missed the flight. And then when, when we got back left. because they didn't announce it or we didn't hear them announce it. You weren't it was, right. sitting in the. No, they, like, they left earlier than I was, than you expected. If I have to wait for more than five minutes, I'm afraid that I will just get bored yeah. and I will die. This so, is still Chris's fault. We rented a Corolla and drove around. It was a yeah. We rented in, it at last minute during a delayed flight. No, oh, after, after we missed the was, flight. <laughs> and the okay. next flight was 11 p.m. And then when we boarded the next flight, I had to go because I had no pre-check because they had closed the pre-check lanes right. at like 10.30. Right. So I had to go on like an animal, go through the cancer machine, all of that. Yeah. It was terrible. It was awful. Terrible. Uh, yeah. Can you adjust your mic up a little bit? Up? Yeah, there you go. That sounds a lot better. Oh. You sounded a little distant. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's way better. Mm. It's good that you're able to talk about how you feel in your relationship, you know, with one of you sounding distant. That's true. <laughs> you're a little flat, as always. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Is it something wrong? <sighs> mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm glad this is all we being should recorded. Just, yeah, it's, we should just ring, we should ring it in I'm, like this the... This is uh, all getting cut out. No, no. That's sad. This is sad. This is quality banter. Maybe you can somehow integrate it seamlessly into the middle of the podcast. Yeah. Just when we happen to be talking just... about travel or mm. something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we can be sure to bring up planes again. Oh my God. I never, I don't want to ever talk about planes. It's right. not about it's... planes. It's about air travel. Air travel. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Whether it's in a plane or not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dirigible. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you find yourself blimping to places. So, right. yeah. What's the deal with hang gliding? I don't know. Yeah. It seems pretty. We'll dumb. get into that later. Yeah. yeah. I actually do want to own a blimp one day, uh, but I don't actually know what's involved with that, and I feel like it's very <laughs> inconvenient to store because you need like an enormous garage. And they don't have heated seats. Yeah, well, not if I'm well, not if how I many minded. units you'd have to rent to store your dirigible. <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> say, can you store? I don't know. Let's say a medium class uh, <laughs> airship. That's a, that, blimp, those are the, those are the three classes. Small, yeah, medium <laughs> and large airships. This sounds official to me. Yeah, can you imagine M class? 
like you know we're all <laughs> pedants in our own Hindenburg way. Hindenburg was a large. Yeah. Yeah. But a large sedan. Can you imagine yeah. knowing a like a dirigible uh, pedant, like a dirigible <laughs> nerd? Like no, you see I that can. Goodyear blimp? It's a you know, it's a four twenty sixty nine. Blake uh, flew in the Goodyear blimp. He did, yeah. and it hasn't flown since. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well. Mm. Speaking of of blimps. Yes. Um, last weekend. I was taking a photo of a, a, like a candy factory in rural Oregon. Yeah. And behind the building, it had a very nice hand-painted sign, but behind the building, a hot air balloon just began to rise. I saw the photo. Yeah. Oh. It was amazing. And like, I wasn't taking the photo with the hot air balloon in mind. It just appeared yeah. as I was taking the wow. photo, which added a whole other element to it. Another level. Incredible, yeah, amazing. Did you basically a, a blimp, yeah, with a basket? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a hot air balloon. Uh, I, I do do hot air balloons have like another name like dirigible? I have never even heard uh, that word. Like dirigible, it's one of my favorite words. Like he, not like dural, 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 We're taking a ride in my heat sphere today. <laughs> heat sphere, yeah. Yeah, I think a dirigible is just any air, uh, lighter than sack. air vessel. Oh, okay. So yeah. it, then it would fall into the dirigible yeah. family. It could, but it might have to be a hard structure. No, yeah. no, no. A yeah, blimp no, isn't a hard structure. You may have to move just a slight bit closer to the mic. Closer? He's touching the mic. There you I was trying to avoid touching it <laughs> since I am basically have it in my mouth. I w- <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a water That's fountain. What she said. This is this is not a water fountain, Daniel. You don't have to put the entire microphone in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the wrong way? Uh, side note: We were going to talk about the Porsche Taycan because uh, a video had just released. See, it's Taycan. I have. Taycan. Oh God! <laughs> I have well, something about the Taycan. Okay. Is that if how it's pronounced? It is Ty. It's either Taycan or Taycan. Yeah. Hmm. It's. Okay, so the presenter who is uh, Johnny Smith, Johnny Smith, who used to be on Fifth, Fifth Gear, Gear mm-hmm. um, he did something for uh, a YouTube channel. I forget what it's called, but it's like an EV only channel. And uh, so he he had the first exclusive test drive, and it was a good video. I don't it was remember a good video. If I said this on the podcast, but I did see multiple Tycans driving around Stuttgart area. Oh, really? In no. the vicinity? Yeah, just driving like it would, be, cool. it would be like at a you know, an intersection, you're like, that was a Taycan that just went by, like all black, like exactly yeah. like probably the same cars he saw yeah. when he was driving and stuff. But he even cool. said in the video that he was out and about in this Taycan and he saw other ones. Yeah, yeah. But I I think it's pronounced Taycan. Taycan. Definitely uh, not, not Taycan. a German word. Yeah. But so here's the thing, though. This yeah. is all I could think about. Yeah. If you applied this pronunciation to Cayman, you would get Cayman. <laughs> It's just what we have there, jokingly when, said. When the Kaiman came in, first came out, I was like, is it Kaiman? <laughs> I think that's, a, is that a Kaiman over there? That's how you would say it in Spanish. Kaiman? Kaiman. Kaiman. Yeah. See, so I was right, except yeah. that I was extremely were, wrong because it sounds extremely bad uh, yeah. saying it um, Kaiman. So anyways, the Taikan, uh is really interesting. Yeah, it uh, is. And... 
I mean, it's not, it doesn't seem like it's going to, I mean, it's not yet released, but it doesn't look like just another, like, luxury electric. Uh, it, the, the whole, like, thing is that it's repeatable performance. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a performance car where you can hammer it all day long and you don't have to worry about, in theory, the battery dying or, like, something going out. And mm-hmm. so, and it sounds insane. Yeah. Like it's a dual motor. Well, they but wanted also to put in a two... lot of the nine eighteen type electric yeah. noise things. In and it. so, and there's an electric partner that they don't want to release. Although I'm sure it's like Bosch or something. Or like they Rimac said it's LG or... batteries. Okay. Uh. So, but yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting, like packaging exercise. Although it is not, it's not a. It has a trunk line, like a standard trunk line, because I thought it was going to be a fastback, which mm. it probably should be, but. That's fine. I guess then it would be a Tesla, but whatever. I think it looks great, and yeah. despite the name, it <laughs> it hey. is exciting and yeah. Um, At least it's not another alphanumeric. You know, they took a chance by making giving it a weird ass name. It's, it's not, but it's not name. like another alphanumeric, yeah. like some actor yeah. or something. And like but, just the concept itself is interesting too, in that it isn't. It isn't the same car in five different body styles, mm-hmm. you know. In theory, you know this might trickle sideways to the SUVs and probably eventually the 911, uh, for better or worse. But um, what were you gonna say, Daniel? Yeah, oh yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. That for Porsche, they they have used word names for a while, so it's not like oh yeah, Taycan is better than some number name when they have Cayman and Boxer right, and, right. and Panamera and so No, it's true. I was just thinking like, you know, when they're other marketing is putting well, when they're put marketing is like putting out this name, it's like you're taking a chance when you make a name because everyone's gonna say it's stupid or whatever and it's mm-hmm. like it at least it's not some Acura. <laughs> I just hate Acura so much. <laughs> Anyway, that's staying All in. All right. And that's so, a podcast, I think. I think so. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, and thank you, Daniel, for, again, coming Thanks down. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for All the way me. to Houston just for this. And certainly not to see your family, who's My also pleasure. here. So, um, all right. Follow us on the Instagram, <laughs> new for 96. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>